0: Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. I said welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. With Andy, Ruth, the angel Crane, now Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast.
1: To the Dirty Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Andy Ruther, Coming to you live from Cincinnati, Ohio, with my co-host from Los Angeles, California, Joey. No chill, Prano.
2: Hello, Andy. What's going on? I decided to write an I'm not awkward right now, you're awkward right now sign because so many people have been like, guys, you need to do something during your intro. It's so awkward. And you know what? I've decided it's not like I'm not I'm not awkward at all. I'm just like doing my last, you know, moves, getting my water right, get my pen right. I've decided that if it makes the viewer feel awkward, it's because you yourself, the viewer, are awkward. Uh, well, I'm not awkward right now. You're awkward right now. You're uncomfortable. Not- You're uncomfortable with the silence. I'm totally fine with it.
1: You know what? I was. It's funny you said it. I was actually going to have like an intro bumper with our yeah. logo. And this, now I'm not, just because yeah. of this. Because I,
2: I think I might get a whiteboard and just go full old school Woody Page and just have a different message every day.
1: <laughs> Woody Page. Is Woody
2: Page still alive?
1: What was that show, Around the Horn?
2: Yeah, that's still on. I think they just celebrated 20 years recently.
1: Around the Horn still on? Yeah. I saw... Shannon Sharp is going to be on a few days a week now with Steve on May. A, oh, wait, what? Yeah. Shannon was on FS1. He, yeah, Skip Bayless' show. And he left that show? He did.
2: Oh, I thought they got rid of Skip. And no. So Shannon left. So who's on with Skip these days?
1: They're gonna have, I think, a rotating cast.
2: Oh, oh, I did hear Richard Sherman, right? Richard
1: Sherman. I think Michael Irvin, who was ESPN going against Stephen A. at times, is now going FS1. And then I think there's a third. And now Shannon Sharp, I think, on from what I saw, I think Monday and Tuesdays, dude, it's all fake. It's
2: all fake. I mean, uh, it's all fake. Listen, I actually really like Shannon Sharp. I've always, I, I do too. I've always liked him. I just think he's got good takes. He's a guy who I think, um, I don't know. There's something about like the majority of Shannon takes that like come from the right angle. And I always, I always feel like the majority of the takes out there that I have, they feel like common sense. So, you know, when you're not on the same page as like a skip Bayless, you're like, yeah, that's because I have common sense. Um, But, even th- b- that being said, Shannon and Stephen A. Smith together, that's a lot. That's a lot. Stephen A. Stephen A. Oh, Shannon. Come <laughs> on, man. Just just simultaneous. Come on, man.
1: Yeah, so uh, ESPN announced today, yeah, Sharp will join first take on Mondays and Tuesdays during the football season. Wow, he left. He left undisputed. I don't even know the names of these shows with Skip Bayless in June. So in that, in that hilarious, then Michael Irvin, they just flip flopped. Michael Irvin will then be debating
2: Skip. Michael Irvin will be debating Skip.
1: Yeah. Who watches this shit? Like, like, like. At this point, I know we've said it a million times. It's only for social media for clips. It's only for social media. Like, if if you're, I don't even care if somebody doesn't listen to us. But dude, like, if you want like like sports takes and you're going to that, like, what are you doing? Yeah, what are you doing? Come on, guys. Like, what are you doing? Like, if, like if you want to laugh, I I guess that's what it is. Like, I don't know. ESPN. I like. I am real curious where the Future of ESPN is. I mean, people are going to get McAfee three hours a day now.
2: Now, where will he air on ESPN? And then I don't, um, I don't, I don't even know where he's. Has, has he joined ESPN yet officially?
1: I think it starts in September.
2: Okay. So everybody's rolling it out for football season.
1: Yeah. So. He's going to start in September, and I believe – yeah, okay. So here it is. He starts September 7th. So McAfee will simulcast from noon until 2 p.m., so two hours a day, on ESPN, ESPN YouTube, and ESPN Plus. Oh, and the final hour – will also air on ESPN on YouTube and ESPN plus. I don't know if that will also air on his YouTube at the same time.
2: Right. Well, cause he had always said we'll always be on YouTube, right? Correct. But maybe that'll be on ESPN's YouTube. Maybe that's his, maybe that's the compromise and good for Pat. We're obviously we're Pat McAfee fans.
1: Sure. Yeah. I, I think it's. I think he's still going to air it on his own. we'll see if the content stays the same. probably won't, but I don't know. Like, like it is what it is. You know, I, I, I don't know. It's just, you know, I, I don't know what the future is of that stuff. I don't, I don't really care. Like my thing is again, just, I just want to watch the games. Like, I just want to watch the games. If, if wherever the games are, I'll watch. And,
2: if- and honestly, I just want, I just want the Mannings calling all the games. If we get yeah. somehow getting Mannings, like I don't need, I understand it's a lot of work you know, uh, Peyton and Eli prep for, for Monday night. So just give me Cooper and Archie on Thursday. Give me, um, give me Abby, Eli's wife and, uh, you know, Archie's wife on, on, you know, Saturday, Sunday mornings. I don't know. Just give me all the Mannings.
1: You want the dog. You want the Manning dog. Oh, I'd absolutely.
2: Let me, let me tell you something. I can't, I don't know if any of the Mannings have a dog. I believe Eli at least has a dog. I can assure you that that dog does better commentary than fucking what's what's a, what's the guy's, what's the sideline reporter on Monday Night Football? Not the sideline guy who's up in the fucking thing.
1: Oh, well, he used to. Booger. Booger. Booger McFarlane?
2: Yeah. I can tell you that the Manning family dog greater than Booger McFarlane.
1: Hey, yeah, he's struggling. You know who else was bad? Remember how bad Jason Whitten was? Yes. Not only was he bad, he suddenly wore a toupee. Yeah. (laughs) Just go with it. Like, just go with it, man. You do not got your hair. It's fine. Just go with it. Like, suddenly you're showing up in the studio. He's like, no
2: one knows what my hair looks like. I had a helmet on my whole career. He's like, I was thinking about going with a large, blonde Dolly Parton wig. They're like, everybody knows you don't have... Dolly Parton's hair, dude. Jason
1: Witten was Oh, maybe I
2: should just go with, like, a proper thick part then?
1: He was so bad on Monday Night Football, he went back into football. (laughs) Like, he was so bad. He's like, I... He was
2: taking such a beating doing Monday Night Football that he actually went back for literal beatings.
1: Oh, yeah. He was like, the CTE I'm taking on social media is worse than the CTE I'm taking on the field. So I'm going to go back on the field.
2: He's like, I haven't actually taken that many hits to the head in my career, but... Twitter just kicks me in the face repeatedly during broadcasts. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, nothing nothing's more painful than hearing. He's worse than
1: Booger. Yeah, was he I don't even remember if he was on with Booger.
2: I think I think Booger's been like a staple for like how long now?
1: Well, no, Booger does the halftime show now. He's yeah. done the halftime show. He's oh, I don't
2: show. I honestly I don't know anything about what the last year's thing. I have not tuned into anything but the Mannings.
1: But but what's funny is that even that halftime show has been shaken up because the halftime show used to be Booger, uh Susie Kolber. This was the pregame show as well, Steve Young, Randy Moss, not sure who else, maybe Adam Schefter. A lot of people got fired. Like Colbert got fired, Steve Young got fired. It's just gonna be. It's just gonna be a, an AI bot.
2: Steve Young, I told you, shared shared the box of the Super Bowl with him. Good guy, solid dude,
1: great quarterback, fun quarterback. Great, quarterback,
2: great quarterback, maybe underrated at this point.
1: I'd argue underrated.
2: Yeah, I mean, obviously, he didn't get to play as much as you know, probably he deserved. Although his time in Tampa Bay was kind of a disaster ish that that was Tampa Bay at the time and then you know he backs up Montana but like when he played his numbers like on a game like a per game basis pretty pretty legit
1: so you could argue with Steve Young that's what you want in your modern current NFL quarterback guy who can run who's athletic doesn't have to but can also whip the ball around the field yeah you know what I'm saying? Like I, I would look at like a young
2: hella touch. Yeah, really great arm.
1: I'm saying like the modern day Patrick Mahomes, very similar to obviously no one's been like Mahomes as far yeah. as yes,
2: and obviously Mahomes better arm for sure. Like, but and but not as not as talented a runner by any means
1: but that's what i'm saying like there there, there's a lot of similarities in their game if if, if anybody grew up watching basically
2: steve young. daniel jones is the modern day steve young yes. be a yeah no big deal no big deal he's right-handed
1: and today's most modern day the most poorest of poor steve young is zach wilson right both byu both mormon both good-looking white guys I, I got to ask you something.
2: You're falling in love with Zach Wilson on, no. on, on Hard Knocks. I, every year, I, Ruther is like the pulse of America. No, Every no. year, Ruther falls in love with the team on Hard
1: Knocks. He's like, I don't know. They can be sneaky good. No, no, no. My, here's my thing with, with Zach Wilson. This is, this is a discussion I want to have. Does Aaron Rodgers actually care about him, or is this all for camera? That's where I'm at, three episodes in. Rodgers is oh I'm helping the young guy and and he I don't know if you saw that interview he even said I want to be here like two at least two years and then he said then it's Zach's for the next fifteen. I I wonder how much of it is genuine. So
2: I think Aaron Rodgers is a fairly genuine guy.
1: I do too. That's why I
2: ask. Also. I don't even think it's as much for the cameras. I mean, I think that there's certainly a part of that. You know, there's certainly a part of that. I think Aaron Rodgers is smart enough to know that he's always on camera because Hard Knocks is there and pretty much is going to always be on camera one way or the other in his time in New York. But I think a lot of the stories that came out out of Green Bay, Oh, he doesn't want to be there anymore and this and that. I just think, I think whether he believes he was right or not, I think the whole, and I'm, and as much as I like Aaron Rogers, I'm not, I'm not going to pull my punch on it. I think the whole lie about the vaccine, because again, I just, I feel like he straight up did lie, but I think that whole, I think the whole COVID lie plus the way Green Bay ended. I think Aaron Rodgers went from like universally beloved by every single football fan on the planet that wasn't rooting for a different team in the NFC North to like people not sure how they feel about him anymore. I think this is, I think the whole thing, not just the camera, but also like how he's treating his teammates and all that. I think it's all this like, end of his career character like picture reshaping like i think he's like oh my last couple of years of jets i'm just gonna be the fucking man i'm gonna be the guy who teaches everybody and has a fucking thing to say about everything and has is a good time to be around i think he wants to return to being like the beloved aaron rogers now I also think, you know, Rogers is like a pretty straightforward guy. Like maybe he doesn't give a shit about all that, the way he acts. But like, tell me if I'm wrong, because we both like McAfee's show and we both liked Rogers. The kind of gruff sort of off-putting attitude that he would put on on a bit of on, on some of the McAfee episodes feels really different than the Rogers we're seeing on Hard Knocks.
1: Yeah, I agree. That's why. I, that's why I ask. Like, I, I, just look. I, I don't think a lot of it is. I don't know if it's disgenuine. I just. I don't know if he's doing more over the top. But also, I, I do keep in mind how he was treated. Right. I mean, Brett Favre notoriously didn't give a shit about him. Right. That's on record. Brett Favre. but, st-
2: but obviously obviously. This is not the added his attitude towards Zach Wilson. And I I don't want to speak on behalf of like the Packers or whatever, but it it seems obvious to me that his relationship that we're seeing on camera with Zach Wilson is different than his relationship with Jordan Love.
1: I thought that, but did you see what Jordan Love said? No. Jordan Love said that. Unless this is like literally a play by Aaron Rodgers, which would be ridiculous if it was. I think before their first preseason game or maybe the start, Jordan Love on in an interview on camera was like, yeah, Aaron Aaron called me or Aaron texted me, reached out, wish me good luck. You know, we still stay in touch, which surprised me. So I'm like, okay, so it sounds like they have a decent relationship. Yeah,
2: yeah. I don't think Aaron Rodgers was a dick to Jordan Love. Aaron Rodgers, dude... I've met Aaron Rodgers three times now. I mean, the the interactions I've had with him, dude. The last time I met him, I said I'm charging people twenty dollars for your autograph. He was like, "Get that money," <laughs> basically. Like, he was like, he's a fun, funny, like he's easy to talk to. Mm-hmm. Um, like, he's a good guy. But I feel like, I feel like the end of Green Bay. There I, I, a a lot of different things were going on. I mean, he was doing the thing in his personal life with his, you know, fucking girlfriend with the you know, he was in a celebrity relationship. Then he was dating a fucking witch and then he was like living in the dark and then he was lying about covid and then he was blah, blah, blah. Like all these things happened. The quarterback situation there p- kind of. You know, a lot of people kind of saying, "Oh, kind of ultimate choker now." Oh, he gets to the NFC Championship game every year. It was a fluke when he won. I just feel like he. This is like, this is, so many of those of the we've seen it. So, and obviously, Aaron Rodgers is not Terrell Owens, but we've seen the the TOS, the Barry Bonds, the guys who just like come off like he he went at Schefter in the off season. Remember, like unless you're talking, unless it's coming from me, like you can't fucking quote shit. That's not like, I feel like this is his big, like, you know what? I'm a pretty likable guy. I'm just going to be likable. And I'm going to do, I'm going to do like a, I'm just going to do like a renovation on, on how people see me. And I think it's easy for him to do this. Cause I think this is kind of his natural him. And mm-hmm. maybe, and maybe the couple of years, where he was going through some shit was not natural him, you know?
1: Yeah. I mean, let's not forget circa like 2016 or whatever it was. He wasn't talking to his family. Remember that? Right, right. So like he's had things before where he's going through things.
2: And we've seen it dude on this show. When people come at us over certain things, like I'll immediately be like, fuck you guys then, you know, like if, if I think your opinion is shit, like I'll turn on people, and I think that he didn't like people's reaction, and and again, I think that I think that was self inflicted pain, because there was ten million different ways to handle it than the way he did, but in the end, people felt like they lied, he lied to them, and then he reacted to their reaction to him, and I think things just kind of spiraled out of control a little bit in the last couple of years in Green Bay with sort of disappointing season disappointing end of seasons i think this is just him being like i'm on camera i'm in new york i'm the spotlight's gonna be on me as long as i'm here let me just like put all that shit aside be a good teammate be like no one's ever accused him of not being a good teammate
1: yeah no for sure and obviously in episode three they highlight his relationship with randall cobb which by the way i just want to say like I mean, like Cobb's been washed up for a while. Like, like I, like I, I get that they're boys, but like,
2: that's also the thing with um,
1: with, with Cobb bringing to the table. I'm just gonna be straight up. Like, what, what's what's where the, Cobb bring with, to the uh,
2: with with Rodgers? If you look at it, he had beef with the Packers because they didn't want to keep guys who were washed up. Remember that? Like, he was upset when they would like cut d- dudes who were like his boys, and it's like. That's just football, dude.
1: Listen to Cobb. Yeah, Cobb's last three seasons starting in Houston and then his next two in Green Bay. 441 yards, 375 yards, 417 yards. Like, like, and nine touchdowns. I, 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 total. I'm just like, my thing is, my thing is, is Cobb a guy that you're bringing at this point in his career, like, you're bringing him to New York. I guess the argument could be made. They have some young guys. He could be a, a veteran yeah. presence in the locker room.
2: I mean, I liked the speech he gave the receivers about, like, yo, he will snap. Like, oh. remember, like, that, oh, that, that, was an, that was an interesting, yeah. you know, that's kind of all everything we're talking about. It's like, I think Aaron Rodgers is a good guy, but there is, a, there is a kind of a dark side to Aaron Rodgers that we've seen kind of come out in different ways and randall cobb all but lose like you keep fucking up like he he will snap and i was like what does him snapping look like
1: because that witch he, to cast a spell he
2: he walks in in his john wick halloween costume
1: <laughs> so we got a call about hard knocks this is from episode two okay not to pull all these up since i lot it's weird when you lose it all the calls that were in the uh In the log are gone, but I'll pull it up. So, this is from uh, Aronofsky about episode two.
3: I'm back once again from beautiful Toms River, New Jersey, home of the 1998 Little League World Series champions. I'm watching Hard Knocks, episode two. I'm a week behind, even though it's my team. I just, I don't know. Hard Knocks just really, uh, it's tough, man. Like, I haven't honestly watched a full season of Hard Knocks since the Rex Ryan year, which is probably the best season. So many great moments in that season. Um, but I, I just paused it like eight minutes in or something. Can we talk about the mentalist or whatever that is, the, the Banachek guy who comes in and has the Super Bowl score, which is just a horrific jinx, and I, I don't think we're going to the Super Bowl this year, but um, that and then like the cards, when they turn, the deck of cards turns into a fucking encased goldfish. I mean, uh, what? Like, uh, do you guys think that's real? Like, you know what I mean? Like, in the show, obviously, you know, there's tricks and all that shit. But do you think that the show, like, made that guy be, you know, scripted? Or is that guy just that good? I mean, I've had some experiences with those kind of dudes. They always freak me out a little bit. But fuck. Fuck. That was on another level absolutely phenomenal work by uh they didn't even get the guy's name he might be anonymous they don't even give the guy any fucking props they might have put his name up when he came on but i am just paused i'm not even through this episode that's got to be the highlight of this entire series <laughs> that dude fucking blew my mind i might have had a couple too many beers and the, the wine tonight now that i think but condoms are for the new england patriots hope they all die in a plane crash
1: savage so well, first of all, so his name is is Oz Perlman. W- what I didn't get at first is he's a magician. Are they called magicians mentalists now?
2: Well, the magicians do sleight of hand and magicians do whatever. Mentalist is like, you know, David Blaine is also, is a magician and a mentalist because he does like magic, but he also does these things where he's like supposedly reading your mind.
1: Okay, so, you know? so this guy's listed as both on his Wikipedia now that was that was fun it's always fun
2: the I, the internet these days what's crazy is like when you were a kid and you'd see somebody like saw somebody in half you just be like oh i guess he just saw that person in half and then the internet came out and they're like here's how it happens now i have not like googled how one does these type of tricks but i have a feeling that they're out there
1: yeah and like i've watched i like david blaine i've, I've gone down some david blaine rabbit holes. Uh, on youtube especially when he goes i mean i'm just gonna call it as it is david blaine purposely would go to like black areas because like black people lose their shit yeah and obviously he's at a football team you know majority black guys so like i love the reactions um they're pretty good i here's the thing the question of it being scripted i think these guys are really good yeah Like, they have their tricks. I've seen
2: David Blaine in person multiple times as well. Oh,
1: you've seen him in in person?
2: Yeah. I saw him. I was – everybody remember the famous Quibi? I had a pitch meeting at Quibi, and, like, my manager was in the office, and then David Blaine walked in and was, like, doing fucking mentalist shit for the office. And I was like, this is ridiculous. Like, I'm supposed to be in there, but I was like, I'm not going in because I'm going to watch David Blaine. And that's when I knew it. He was just, he was doing the same kind of thing. I'll oh, pick this card and then it's showing up in people's pockets. It's under, it's, it's coming out of the fucking printer and shit like that. And you're like, Jesus, that was when I knew Quibi was going under though. It was like the middle of the day. It was like a Wednesday afternoon at like 2 PM. And the whole office is out of their fucking chairs watching David Blaine. I go, anybody answering these fucking phones? <laughs> I have a feeling Quibi's not going to last.
1: Remember he was banging Madonna for a while. Wasn't he? It's magic right there. Wasn't he? Am I, did I lose my mind? I think he was, maybe. Anyway,
2: uh, I think they're really good, but I'm sure there's a tr- you know there's obviously a trick to it.
1: Yeah, no, I think they're really good. Like like I would see something like that live. Like I'm fascinated by that. I'm actually going
2: to Magic Castle tonight.
1: I never went. Where is that? in the valley
2: Uh, no it's in hollywood it's it's on like franklin
1: are for are are you performing no
2: am i performing do i do magic now
1: (laughs) i didn't know they did stand up there
2: no uh my girlfriend and i i it's always weird i never call it an anniversary but today is the anniversary of the first time i my girlfriend and i went out on a date so uh An ex-girlfriend of mine, actually, um, who used to run in the David. I think she used to be. She dated David Blaine for half a minute or something like that before me. Um, She used to work at the Magic Castle. So I asked her if she could get us in. She said yes. Wait a second. So it's all connected.
1: So she she went from like she really upgraded from (laughs) from you to David Blaine.
2: (laughs) Other way around, buddy. She went from David Blaine to me. So she
1: downgraded. No offense.
2: (laughs) Or it depends on how you look at it. I know some stories. I know some stories, which I will not out on this podcast. But I will add out to you off air.
1: Oh, I can't wait. Because he seems like a suave. I bet he's a freak. He's got that. He's got that. uh, I think like chicks are into him. I don't know. Anyway. I'll
2: tell I'll tell you some
1: things off air. Okay. Yeah, you should. Or if you guys want to join our Patreon.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you guys at the thousandth episode in New Orleans. Yeah, good plug. I'll I'll I'll, I'll say it in my stand up show.
1: So come down to New Orleans.
2: Where I believe I've seen didn't didn't he wasn't one of his specials like a New Orleans thing?
1: That you good call, it was. I'm or I at least remember seeing him do a bit yeah. in New Orleans. Again,
2: magicians love to perform for black people.
1: I mean, a hundred percent. So, uh, it's
2: the old, it, uh, you know, same thing goes for comedians, comedians, magicians, whatever the, 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 the worst thing a white person can do if they're watching you is get up to leave. The best thing a black person can do is they're so they, they're enjoying it so much that they can't help themselves and they stand up and they start to walk away. <laughs> If a white person is walking into of your show, you're bombing. If a black yeah. person's walking into your show, they cannot handle it. They are a human skull emoji. Oh, yeah. Like, I gotta go. It's
1: funny said I was telling somebody about the time I went to Hammer and dressed as Hammer. And I was telling uh, I was telling somebody who was black, and I was like, Yeah, man, when I walked in, I was like, you know, you don't know nowadays. I was like, am I gonna be judged for cultural appropriation with the, the gold baggy pants and the big gold chain. are they going to be like, fuck this white boy. I was like, no. no, it was the exact opposite. I was like, I was literally a celebrity for people were losing their, like the robot was happening like for three hours. People were just dancing around me and losing their shit. And I was like, dude, I just put on an outfit. Like, like I took more pictures with strangers that night than I have my entire life
2: that's like when i was at when i went to the uh niners giants monday Night football game uh, a couple years ago on my way in, i i was i did a little tailgating and on my way in we were going through security i told this story before and the anthem played and just drunkenly it was like during the whole kaepernick thing i i just took a knee and then as i was knee- kneeling in the security line i was like i hope black people don't think i'm like mocking them right now and then, like these two black guys came over, they're like this is our fucking boy right here. You fuck with this dude, I will fuck you up. And I was like, all right, all right, I'm in.
1: Dude, security for the night. Yeah. So, one, we're gonna tie a little quarterbacks here, real quick. First of all,
2: I love that you. By the way, when Andy says that, he means for the next eight months. The rest of my life. He means he means from now
1: until February. I talk quarterbacks all fucking day. Andrew Luck retired four years ago today. Which I just wanted to mention that because I'm pretty sure Colts have not won a playoff game since he... No way. No way. So he didn't play in the 2019 season. Also known as the Jacoby Pascoli season. Yeah. They go seven and nine. Next year, they go 11 and 5. They lose the wild card. Uh, And they don't make the playoffs the next two. So it's just interesting. Like
2: they've had Jacoby Brescholi. They've had Philip Rivers. They've had Matt Ryan. They've had Carson Wentz. They've had Sam Ellinger.
1: Wild wild ride. And now they got the uh the rookie. What's his name? Anthony Richardson. Richardson. Yeah. Good luck. Because uh he's not gonna have his running back. It looks like they're they're ready to entertain, although this is kind of part of a game. I saw they're ready to t- entertain trade offers uh for Jonathan Taylor, but good luck this late in the game. I think that's a play by the team. Also, it's kind of like let's see what your worth is, because the teams that they want first round picks, and I, I you know, I don't think they, they're not going to get first round picks, not for a running back.
2: But like it's it's funny because the Colts don't want to pay him, but also they want what they think is equivalent value to what they won't pay him.
1: But do they want that? I've read things where they're they're saying out loud they want these first round picks or a first round pick but they know they couldn't get that to prove to him what his value is. Right. Okay. That, that's fine. That it's, you know, it's a contractual ploy. They're going to say, okay, do you think you're worth this? If we can't even get a first round pick for you, you ain't worth this. Right. I would never give him a first round pick for running back right now.
2: Certainly not one that's you're in the contract dispute with that is in what?
1: Year four. Yeah. Year three or four. But the big news this week, I just, and we were texting about this yesterday. I, I can't get over the Trey Lance thing. Trey Lance lost the backup role to Sam Darnold. I, I just like, I, I just, I'm um, well, not to dunk on Andy
2: Lazarus in his own home. But during that draft, everybody knew that they were going to take a quarterback and he was like, he was literally like, if they draft Mac Jones, I'll fucking kill myself and stop being a Niners fan. I know right now, if you look at all those guys that they, there's the, there's the list of guys that have, that got drafted behind him. But right now you, you absolutely would prefer Mac Jones in that draft spot. But our, I'd argue as, as good as Brock Purdy was last year, like, if they have drafted Mac Jones, he's probably their starter. 100%. And, and they're probably, they like, I mean, I think they, they obviously have a better shot at being, I mean, they, they were in the NFC championship game last year, but like, and him getting hurt. But I don't know. Do you have a Super Bowl already if you had Mac Jones? <laughs> And I'm mean, not like a Mac Jones fan.
1: Yeah, no, I know. I mean, the list is crazy. So they they traded for three first-round picks to get him at number three. I mean, this list, because these guys are mostly all good. The 10 players after Lance, Kyle Pitts, Jamar Chase, Jalen Waddell, Pen Sewell, JC Horn, Patrick Sertan II, Devontae Smith, Justin Fields, Micah Parsons, Rashawn Slater. Dude. This is a
2: 10 players. Drafted after him. That's crazy.
1: I'd want any one of those 10. Yeah. <laughs> I I just like my thing on Trey Lance. We all knew he was a project, right? He went to North Dakota State. Didn't he only play one year there? Yeah. But like how big of a project? Let's not forget Trey Lance was the starting quarterback starting last season. That's over, why it's so yeah, crazy over Jimmy G over Garoppolo. I think the 49ers could have a problem because party what seven and one as a starter. A hundred percent playing early Tom Brady ball, New England Patriots, right? The, I got a great defense. I'm not going to turn the ball over. He
2: also looked really good. He looked really good. He, am I, am I forgetting? He looked really good doing it. I mean, he had like he it was it was definitely um it was definitely like sort of early golf, early with McVay golf. Like he didn't have to make the mm-hmm. fucking throw, But he also had a couple of plays where you were like, "Oh. He showed he showed more like ability to like put the ball in spots in in 7 games last year than than Goff did in his whole time in in la but at the same time it was very similar it was like hey just throw it to the wide open guy or get the fuck rid of it which is becoming more and more of a thing in the nfl these days where it's like turnovers are everything i mean you look at again the the completion percentage and stuff like that like i mean qb rating at this point is like like kirk cousins is a higher qb rating than joe montana like what the fuck are we talking about well i mean yeah.
1: Yeah. No, I I agree. Like like, Joe Burrow, and I know it's only been three seasons, so there's a minimum on this. But to your point, I saw a stats like Joe Burrow has the highest completion percentage all time in the NFL history. The minimum of three seasons. I'm like, well, first of all, that's too small of a window, three. But also, it proves your point. Guys are just completing. Dude, if you're not completing, what sixty five percent? Yeah. Sixty-five percent of your passes now, like like you're not that good. You definitely can't turn the ball over. Yeah, I mean, you saw. Did you see the thing on Hard Knocks? Understand how much Rogers hates interceptions. Yeah, like the gunslinging Brett Favre days, the early Peyton Manning day. Those things are a thing of the past. You just lose if you turn the ball over. You just lose. That's, that's again, I know we always bring it up, but that's why James Winston's a backup. Right. Like, you just can't sling the ball around to the other team.
2: And it's like, here's how his interception percentage compares to Otto Graham. You're like, who gives a fuck?
1: (laughs) How's it compared to Brock Purdy? (laughs) Otto Graham. What I was saying about Trey, oh, I'm sorry, about Brock Purdy. Otto I, Graham
2: was throwing interceptions because he was two-handing them over his head because that's the <laughs> only way they could get spiral on them because the balls were so big and they were made out of actual pig's skin. It was just like an inflated pig's
1: liver pumped full of air
2: and they had to throw it like this.
1: I want an episode of Black Mirror where like old-time athletes come into modern-day games. Do you watch Black Mirror? I've seen a bunch of them. Like where there's some sort of simulation. But what I was gonna say about Purdy, I know he went seven and one. But I don't know, man. We'll see. I mean, they're obviously a hot pick again to make it to the Super Bowl. And I like and I liked Purdy. I just, I just like give me a full season. Yeah. You know. What's crazy
2: is that here's what I, the, the the Niners feel like a team that either Brock Purdy is either Brock Purdy solidifies himself this year as their quarterback of the future. They're like we're riding with this guy or it feels like this is the team that 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 does the Brady to the box, you know, that they just go, "Hey, we'll take this guy." And I'll tell you what, the popular pick for that, that is Kirk Cousins, which I think would be hilarious and a disaster.
1: Yeah. I know. I, I don't know. Like, like, I just, I've seen reports also they might even keep them as a, they might keep three quarterbacks.
2: Oh yeah, I think they will. I just, because thought- I don't think there's value for him.
1: The thought that you lost your position to Darnold, man. Darnold. Who also was a number three pick, right? Like it's crazy. Just in 2018. I don't know. I see a lot of people upset though. Have you have you seen any of this on social? Upset about what? Commentators about Shanahan, the treatment of Lance. And I I don't, I'm kind of head scratched. Like They're not setting him up to succeed and this and that. And I'm like, dude, he traded the whole future of the franchise. Like that's how much he believed in Lance. You're not giving him enough time. I don't, I don't know what they want.
2: They're the, honestly, I don't even think saying you, you could probably make an argument that you're not giving him enough time. I don't care if I'm the coach. I'm like, this is the NFL. Our windows now. Yeah, we can figure out we can figure out the Trey Lance experiment in two more seasons. Yeah. Where the fuck's he going? He's got he's got forty five plays in the NFL and college combined in the last three seasons. I'm not really worried about like wearing him out. I don't need to give him time. I need to win now. Yeah, in the next three seasons, and then we can figure out the fucking Trey Lance experiment. Twenty
1: three, man. He just turned twenty three. He's that young.
2: Russell Wilson was like 26 when he came into the league.
1: Yeah. But, and and, you know, all the headlines are talking about how big of a disaster and even we're talking about it, but at the end of the day, they're, they're right there to, to win a Super Bowl. You know what I'm saying? So like the, the argument is we, they could have got all these guys. I just showed all the guys on the screen. It's, it's a nice list of 10 players. And, you know, I'm just seeing headlines. Oh, what a disaster. Maybe, but they also are competing for Super Bowl.
2: When you look at that list of guys. None of them gets them any closer to this, to winning an actual Super Bowl unless they have a quarterback. So true. They were in a Super Bowl. They didn't think they had the quarterback. They tried to get the quarterback. I mean, it's a disaster that all those guys came and they traded three draft picks. That's why you go back to the Mac Jones thing. They probably could have had Mac Jones without trading fucking anybody.
1: Yeah. I totally forgot about that.
2: I don't know if Mac Jones, you know, it would be a totally different situation for him there than it would be. But Brock Purdy was fucking Mr. Irrelevant.
1: Yeah. Maybe that mentalist can can get Trey Lance for some of those draft picks back. Maybe maybe he can show off the practice and I don't know, trade Trey Lance for maybe
2: like- just maybe he can just be in the helmet like McVay was for Goff. And he can just be like, I see that the slot will be open on this play. I already see it. He's <laughs> wide open. The D-back falls down.
1: Yeah. I don't know, man. It, it again, it'll be, it'll be kind of fun to watch it play out. We're 2 weeks away. 2 the NFL starts 2 weeks from today. It's crazy. Love it. it. Sneaks up on you, doesn't it? So, I we all know I'm getting ready. I'm getting excited. Let's fucking go. I talked about the Andrew Luck anniversary. We have another anniversary for a movie. I wanted to discuss...
2: Wow, big day for anniversaries.
1: Well, it's not even specifically today, but it's the 30-year anniversary of The Sandlot coming out. Wow, 30 years. Yeah. You want to feel old. But I think it's a good time to have a discussion, and I know we've discussed baseball movies, but... The question is, where do we rank The Sandlot? Now, I remember seeing it in the theater with a couple of my brothers and my mom. Now, I'm just pulling up just this is one list. But this is what I would say is just a list we can kind of go from. Right. It's from MLB.com. And it was written in December. So it's relatively recent. They list their top 25. Will Leach, who wrote it, who, who I've read some of his stuff. But anyway, his top 25 baseball movies of all time. He has Sandlot at eight. Mm, probably
2: low, honestly.
1: Just just real quick. And, and again, you don't have to agree, but this is kind of our bar that we'll start with. Bull Durham, number one. A Dog League
2: shit. Of- I mean, Bull Durham's fine. It's a good movie, but that is not the number. Bad News Bears is the number one baseball movie of all time the original bad news bears interesting is the the number one baseball movie of all time it's so fucking good and so funny and you talk about things that you can't say anymore and the things that you can't do anymore we talked about this Laz and i on an episode of dirty slides gave our starting lineups in order of like nine best baseball movies but like which one you want to lead off which one you want i had bad news bears hitting third because wow. it's so well acted, the kids are great. I mean, it's real. Like to me, that's the best baseball movie ever.
1: Interesting. So he has that at eleven. Oh, so horrible, horrible list. Well, let me just go through the top ten, and we can kind of break this down. Bull Durham number one, League of Their Own number two, The Pride of the Yankees from nineteen forty two. Never seen it. Number three. That's that's like
2: taking Trey Lance at three.
1: I know. Field of Dreams four. Eight men out five.
2: What a f- what the it's fuck is list. this list?
1: Moneyball number six, The Natural number seven, Sandlot eight, Everybody Wants Some number nine, and number ten, Major League.
2: What a fucking dog shit list. First of all, here's the list of movies, in my opinion, that are above the Sandlot. No particular order. Bad News Bears, Major League. Those might be one-two baseball movies of all time. Major League is also fucking so good. It is. Boulder on Field of Dreams. but, but he, they're, they're, the one, I, they're the one-two of Costner. Great baseball movies.
1: Can I say something real quick? The though? Natural. It's, it's almost like, in my opinion, it's tough to just rank these because they're all so different genres. You yeah. have your R-rated Major League. You have your family friendly, but still holds up with kids and also adults. Sandlot, you, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like it's tough to. It's tough for me to put these in the same category. Same for Bad News Bears. Like you're saying, dude. If you guys haven't watched the Bad News Bears, you have to watch. It's amazing. Dude.
2: I love that we got to like 11 or whatever. No fucking rookie, not rookie of the year. Fuck, rookie of the year overrated. Uh, Little Big League underrated. Little Big League, great movie.
1: He has. Wait, Little Big League? Is it even in his top 25? I don't see it. It's
2: horrible. This list is horrible. Little Big League is fucking good. Put me in, Coach. I could throw strikes. Mags, I love you, but die like a dog.
1: But see, he's got a lot of old movies I've never seen. Like... Number 15, 1949. Take me out to the ball game. Like, why, buddy? I what a Technicolor musical directed by Busby Berkeley. Like, star starring- everybody
2: get together. We're making Take Me Out to the Ball Game.
1: <laughs> it's starring Gene Kelly. Esther Where Williams. the
2: singing crackerjacks? Are they here?
1: <laughs> Frank Sinatra. Somebody
2: get the singing Cracker Jacks to make up. We've got a show, we've got a picture to make. those those dancing hot dogs they're not the, the how are they gonna be able to dance if their legs are strapped together in a hot dog you, I need their legs separated they're gonna do a raquette like kick
1: Yeah this list is whack man.
2: Uh, I just listed the movies I think are better. I, I I don't know if I- Moneyball, I think, is the only one that maybe I'm forgetting. I'd have Sandlot at, like, where does he have Sandlot? Like, 11?
1: He has Sandlot at 8.
2: 8. I mean, it's right about the right area, but some of the shit he's got above it is just... I got Moneyball. A lot of people don't like The Natural. I like The Natural. I got Moneyball, The Natural, The Two Costners, not... Um, for love of the game, which is fine, but not better than Sandlot. I've got bad news bears. I've got major league. Yeah, it's probably it.
1: I need to rewatch Sandlot to be honest. It's been years.
2: It's great. It's great.
1: I did read an interesting thing about that. The line you're killing me smalls was not the line. That, that young actor ad-libbed it. It's hilarious! It, it was supposed to be You Kill Me Smalls. You Kill Me Smalls so much worse than yeah. You're Killing Me Smalls. Yeah, I mean, it's a great movie. I mean, dude, Field of Dreams is so good, man. Field of like, Dreams
2: is good. Field of Dreams is really good.
1: You know, I, I recently rewatched it. It's just like it's it, I mean, it holds up. It's a, lot great. Of it, it's, it's a great movie. But like you said, I mean, that that's, it's tough for me to compare like a field of dreams to a major league. Major league is so good. The, the the ensemble cast in that is so good. Charlie Sheen is so good in that, dude.
2: Yeah, dude. Everybody says, that's why they made like five of them.
1: Yeah. I think that's what the, that he, I heard he got AIDS on that set.
2: A league of their own is good. But a League of Their Own should be way down that list. It should be. It it's probably better than Sandlot, but it's it's not. It's not the second best baseball movie of all time. What are we doing?
1: So Shohei Otani, talk about the natural shreds his elbow against the uh, the Reds, and uh, he's not pitching anymore. He, you know, he's in a contract. Will be up. Will be a free agent after the season. Yeah, it, that that tear probably cost him. Not joking,
2: like a hundred million dollars.
1: You know, I read some things though that they think he could still be a five hundred million dollar guy as a, as a header.
2: Yeah, I get it. But that that tear probably cost him a hundred million. He might have been a seven hundred million dollar player, an eight hundred million dollar player.
1: Well, yeah, if he needs Tommy John surgery, he's not pitching all next year. He's already had Tommy John surgery. Everybody's Stucks, had Tommy John dude. surgery. I'm so glad. But listen, I'm
2: just so glad he hadn't already signed with the Mets when this happened. I'd just be in a fucking... I, 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 people would be like, what are you doing? i am be like, I'm digging a grave. And they're like, uh, why? I'm like, I'm going to hop in it. And one of you guys is going to have to fucking bury me. Like, I could have seen that fucking happening. No doubt about it. It sucks, man. I I believe Trout also to the IL, whatever they're calling it these days. Um,
1: yeah, waiting for the dirt balls to somehow blame me because this is all happening against the Reds. Like well, yeah, it's my fault. Like at the Ruth or curse. Just
2: I'm not going to blame you for this one because I know you weren't watching.
1: I wasn't. Not a single game, guys. I you know I haven't gone to a single game. I haven't watched a single game.
2: It'd been funny if you were like, "That's I. I decided. I'd figure. I'd go."
1: Well, I would have been. I would have been out in Anaheim had that happened. But yeah, I know. I don't think I'm going to go to a game this year. I think I've decided that. Well,
2: at this point, you you could probably make it a, another month without.
1: Yeah, well, it's not like I'm grandstanding. I'm just like you know, I'm, I'm going to sit this year out. You know, we'll we'll see what'll happen um we do have a baseball call Mm,
2: i'm still i'm still kind of devastated about otani i knew it was coming up but i still
1: i wasn't prepared for it this has kind of been sitting in the dock you're gonna have to this is like in my opinion this is like next level nerd baseball stat like yeah you might have to break this down for me because i don't really fully know what he's talking about so uh you can explain to me what an average is and uh doubles and this whole baseball talk, that'll be yeah. real helpful. So let's let's pull this up.
0: What's up, 30 sports? Alex from the Bay Area calling in once again. Um I I just wanted to ask you guys about um this this Braves team. Um this this current Braves team is fucking raking right now. Um they have a, a, um, a WRC plus of 125, which is uh, uh, weighted runs created plus. It's an advanced statistic to measure, you know, uh, offensive.
1: offensive. Um, 1.21 gigawatts. What is he talking about? Have you heard of this stat before?
0: Yeah, I may have heard of it. Sure. Okay. Production, essentially. Right now, theirs is 125 which is tied with the 1927 Yankees, the greatest of all time, higher than the 20, 2017 Astros who were cheating on the, you know, at, 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 at that time, um, Matt Olson, Ronald O'Leary Jr. You know, Sean Murphy, these guys are all putting up record numbers and a kind of some talk on Twitter about maybe them cheating. Um, it would be interesting apparently the the uh pitch com um which you know all the teams are using to call pitches it was created in in atlanta i think um i'm just curious to think is is this legit because the braves are just destroying teams right now um with their offense um so just curious to think what you guys
2: think. Uh, yeah. Stay, stay, stay dirty. So, I don't know in, like, the historical grand scheme of things, the, like, I WRC Plus uh, isn't something that, like, I know off the top of my head, the 20 fucking teams of all time, like, whatever. But the one thing I do know about that stat, and if there's baseball nerds who listen, maybe they'll correct me if I'm incorrect about this. But the one thing I'm pretty sure I understand about this stat is it is a stat that like a lot of the analytics these days tries to account for absolutely every factor. So I believe um, when they say uh, when, when the caller said uh, that, Oh, it's better than the Yankees better than the 2017 Astros. It's accounting for the different eras, it's accounting for the different ballparks. You know, obviously, um, the Astros play in a very specific kind of ballpark. The Yankees uh, play in a Little League ballpark. Not that not that the fucking Atlanta field isn't a band box itself, but it tries to take all those things into context. So, and I also believe 100 is like... Either good or average, or like your baseline are supposed to be like, so if if you're 150, you're like 50% better than like a great hitting team. Um, so yeah, no, the 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 Braves are fucking mashing this year, and uh, being on Twitter last year, you guys remember I I went to war on Twitter last year with Braves fans. So the Mets are 30 fucking games out from the Braves or whatever, but a a daily thing, and I'm not on Twitter as much anymore, but I am still, you know, I still follow some Mets accounts on threads and I still follow some Mets accounts on the dirty slides and like, whatever. So I still see things not with the same regularity as I was last year or whatever, but not shockingly, not shockingly, the Cuck Braves fans are still absolutely obsessed with the Mets. You know, um, the Mets are thirty games back, and every single day there's some Braves-related thing. The mascot the other day was carrying some bucket of, you know, uh, Gary Cohen's tears, and they're hitting Pete Alonso on purpose, and the fans are cheering it, and all this stuff. So, not surprisingly, loser Braves fans and the loser Braves organization still obsessed with a team that's literally, I think, fucking fourth place. Because of that, um, Mets fans on the social media apps are not quiet about shining a spotlight on anything that is uh, anti-Braves. And there have been multiple um, inklings this year that the Braves are, have been cheating. Um, there was a, a looking down at the first base coach um to try to get signs there was a pitch comm thing there's whatever. there's a so there's a lot of inklings of it now that being said the braves also just have a lineup full of fucking mashers um do i think the braves will win the world series this year no i don't because i think what it all comes down to again is going to be pitching um and i don't i'm not a believer in even their best guy in strider Um, so I don't think the Braves will win, but no doubt about it. The Braves fucking mash. Is there cheating? Well, listen, there's a lot of, uh, allegations and there's a lot of allegations brought on by the fact that there's maybe no more insecure fan base in all of sports than Atlanta Braves fans. So like they're constantly, whoever they go up against, they're constantly bitching, whining, complaining about them. And therefore, everybody's always going, well, fine. We'll look at you guys as well.
1: Cheating, like at this point, cheating in baseball just go kind of go hand in hand, don't they? Right, right. Like, I don't know. It's just, I mean, there's just so much gamesmanship in the sport more than any sport.
2: Certainly more than the other big big three.
1: A hundred percent. I I did see the uh like you know, it just happens every game, right? Like the the, the Cora Verlander interaction where he tells him to fuck off. Yeah. But just like those little things. Like, you know, you you're not getting that in other sports. I wonder if they did a hard knocks baseball. Training camp, if that'd be interesting. A spring, spring, train- spring training, I
2: mean. oh, that'd be that'd be kind of fun, right? Yeah, I think so. There's just so many more people involved. Like, obviously, baseball teams aren't as big, but when you go to spring training, there's so many, like the fucking the whole farm system is there,
1: and you could highlight some of the like you know like a foreign guy or a guy who came from you know some small town in the Dominican Republic and the whole backstory. Now, granted, you might need translators and some of these guys, but whatever.
2: No, Major League Baseball's like, no, I want to hear guys talking a different language. Forget it. We're not going to do any sort of television ever again. We'll just hope that fucking.
1: <laughs> well, man, I mean, fall's almost here. It's crazy. Like the, the days of summer. Labor Day is probably like the Labor Day weekends, like the end, but uh, it gives it gives us the end of the summer to really just celebrate those final days with some cold, fresh Miller Lite joke right now.
2: Andy, listen, Miller Lite has has no season, okay? It's not a summer beer. It's not a spring beer. It's not a fall beer. It's not a winter beer. It's an all-the-seasons beer. That's the best part. About Miller Lite. I love a lot of different styles of beer, but the reason that Miller Lite will always be my goat is I don't find myself sitting around a fire at Christmas going, I just want a watermelon sour. I don't find myself sitting around Andy Laz's pool here in in the summer and saying, I just need myself a, a peanut butter milk stout. But I do find myself all of those times saying I could use a crisp, cold Miller light. And I, I love it. I love it. And I, I celebrate each and every season. Um, I, I'm, as I said, house sitting for Andy Laz right now. Uh, Andy Laz is um, redoing his house. So he's in the temporary Laz lair and there's a pool. And I got here a couple days ago, put on my shorts, grabbed a towel. I was like, it's time to get in the pool. And I realized I was missing two things. I was missing some sort of flotation device and a Miller light. So I went out before I even, I was like, well, I'm already in my bathing suit, but I'm going to go out and get myself 12 cans of Miller light. Cause it's silly for me to be in this pool without a Miller light nearby.
1: Yeah. Well, again, we're, we're at the end of summer. So make, unforgettable summer memories with Miller Lite these next few weeks. Get Miller Lite delivered right to your door. Simply visit MillerLite.com forward slash dirty sports, or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 96 calories and 3.2 carbs per 12 ounces.
2: Now I have a question for you, Andy. Uh, I do not have children of my own. You do, but your child your child is in daycare already at six months old, but most children not uh, going to school yet at your child's age. I, you I, know,
1: know, I don't know if that's true anymore, though, for the record.
2: I don't know. Uh, I know you obviously have um, nieces and nephews who are of school going age. Has school started in Ohio? Yes. This is. Uh, it like, starts
1: insane. You know when it started last week?
2: This is crazy to me. And, and I've said this to people here and they're like, Oh, it's like a West coast thing. And I was like, okay. Um, my, I, like I may never have a child. I may never, but if I do, I don't care how far it puts them behind. My child will not be going to school before labor day. My child and I your, will sit. Your, your child will be weeks behind and Weeks. My, my child will sit with me as I drink a Miller light for labor day. And I'll say, your dad doesn't care. You're gonna have to. You're gonna have to pick up the pace when you get there. But in this house, w- w- our children don't go to school before Labor Day. Well, it's uh, preposterous to me.
1: Well, basically,
2: August, mid-August.
1: Yeah, and it doesn't matter. If it's the public or private schools. They have, that's they, insane they all to me. here. Well, I think it's 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 moved up. Like we start at the end of August growing up for me. It's basically we
2: started in, we started after Labor Day.
1: Okay. No, we always started in August, but like it's definitely moved up probably seven to 10 days. And I don't think they get out that much earlier either, I don't know, which begs the question what are they teaching these kids? Because I've seen this, I've seen the test scores in the news. These kids are dumb as shit.
2: It was always hot at the end of the school year. You're in like we would be in early June, but it's just September to June. August to May, why do you guys hate summer?
1: Well, it's not you know, they do they still get. So when I taught I had 10 weeks off in the summer, like 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 I think I started like end of August.
2: Football and the start of school. They should basically come one two. School should start the Monday before the Thursday night game. <laughs> well make, the, make it official
1: the, you know i'm sure the parents love it get, get these little kids back in school take them off your hands
2: not me i mean listen i'm i know i'm not a parent but like i'm just gonna be like guys this is the thing i you'll i'll also force you to go to school a couple weeks later but you're not going to school before labor day it's wrong it's un-american
1: well you're gonna if you have a kid trust me yeah.
2: well listen you've you've had a kid in daycare since the kid could fucking roll over on its belly <laughs>
1: She's been in since June 1st. So she's been, she's been in since. She, I mean, she
2: was in Nick. U pre-K. Like, I was like, what is this?
1: <laughs> she went in about three and a half months. By the way, No dirtball ever DM me. I know you guys wouldn't you pussies. <laughs> I'm calling you guys out. I know anybody who, who messaged you. Nobody came at me. Not a single person. Which Which I found funny, well, you're
2: like, gonna get it now
1: i it won't bother me. just just message me like what because we can we can go through my schedule, which is funny to me. It's like it's like, oh, why is your why is your kid in daycare? which i think I think I laid it out to where now they understand, now that none of these places take it part time. That's the thing. Right. If you're not gonna take it, if you're if you're gonna say, hey, it's five days a week. Well, if I'm paying for it and it's not cheap, as we know, it's like then just put the kid in daycare. By the way, she loves daycare, she's a mob boss. I said she's a she's, mob boss, she can't even sit up. I she's the mob boss of her daycare. She's she, I was a gangster. She just sits there, chill. She she looks like I, I took this video yesterday. She's eating like this like thing to help with her teething, and it looks like a cigar. She literally looks like Tony Soprano, just like, like, just gnawing on it. And I'm like, what are you, my boss? Just watching her a little Coco Melon, just taking it all in.
2: Yeah, she looks like Tony Soprano because she's still young enough where she doesn't have
1: hair. <laughs> she's like an Italian dude sitting outside New Jersey. You know, they're blowing bubbles, and she's just like, I don't know if I like that.
2: Give me. By something. the way, speaking something of New Jersey, I, I was watching uh, this thing. Have you seen this documentary, Telemarketers on uh, HBO?
1: I saw I haven't watched it. I saw it.
2: It all takes place in New Jersey. But forget that. It's fascinating. I'm like an episode and a half in. But the reason I bring it up is cuz I was watching that on HBO and I know you were like you were pitching me on the Kardashian thing, the the Kim and Kanye thing. But well, have we not talked about BS High? Oh have, yeah. I've watched previous the, for it. Have you seen the promos? Yeah. This is your whole thing, dude. I'm turned.
1: I'm turned. Um, I started watching the the Netflix one on the Florida teams under Urban Meyer. Which I've heard is dog shit. I you know, I said I said right away when we were watching it last night, you know I knew? Because Urban Meyer's in it. And I said, this isn't gonna be unfiltered. He right. agreed for these interviews. This this isn't gonna be.
2: I saw somebody like list the things that they have not touched on. And it was like the Cam Newton scandal, Aaron Hernandez, Riley Cooper, Tim Tebow's virginity. Like there's like Urban Meyer fucking anything.
1: Yeah, that's disappointing. But the BS High one.
2: For I those will- for those of you guys who don't know what it is, BS High is about Bishop Sycamore, Andy Ruther's like four week obsession. <laughs>
1: dude i love the promo the guys like the guy who did it all he's just like
2: i was at a nick U like three days and Ruther was like can we get her enrolled at bishop sycamore
1: <laughs> yeah man it's a, it was an ohio school air quotes i love the promo the guy's like we, I, we got him on e, i got him on espn i did something right they're like it's not a school man he's like i got him on espn multiple times oh yeah I'm excited about that one, for sure. I think what well, you said last episode, we were talking about Reggie Bush, and you were saying there were science. So now he's suing the NCAA. Right, saw that. For defamation of character, which everything I've read, he's going to get his Heisman back. You know why? Because they're going to settle. Once they start doing the the discovery, all this shit's going to come out with the NCAA, and they're not going to want it to come out. So, I don't know. He just wants his damn
2: Heisman back. Give the man his Heisman. No one gives a fuck about Heismans anymore anyway.
1: Yeah, I know. He's the only one who's gotten taken away. There was a
2: time when, like, I could have named, like, the last 20 Heismans going back to wherever. Like, I can't name. I don't know who won the Heisman last year. Was it Caleb Williams? Yeah. Okay. So Caleb Williams on last year. Let me see how far I can go back. I can't go far at all. Caleb Williams on last year. That's it for me. No, two years ago, was it Devontae
1: Smith? He won it, but I don't know. Why don't I just pull it up?
2: I mean, there was a time where I could do the fucking Goldberg. I would go from like
1: 1982 to 2000. So it's... uh... No, Devontae Smith was 2020. Well, okay. we should have we both got this one. So it goes Caleb Williams, Bryce Young. Bryce Young. Right. Fonte Smith. You can probably do, go after that. You can probably. So go back to 2019. No clue. Burrow.
2: Right. Right.
1: Who's before that? 2018. You got me. 2018 is Kyler Murray, 2017 is Baker Mayfield, 2016, Lamar Jackson, 2015, Derrick Henry, 2014, Marcus Mariota, 2013, Jameis Winston, 2012, Johnny Manziel, 2011, Robert Griffin, and 2010, Cam
2: Newton. Wow. That's wild.
1: Yeah. No, it is. We wish, by the way, another thing on the Reggie Bush, watching the Johnny Manziel, it's like, you watch that documentary and he straight up now is admitting how many thousands of dollars he got for autographs and then he not take his Heisman away. Right. And they basically knew that. So just give the guys goddamn Heisman. Hello, Ford. Twitter world. Hello, <laughs> X Sam Bradford forgot about that guy. 2008 Sam Bradford.
2: All, all I want to say, you know, now that we've brought Sam Bradford up, um, all of you Vikings fans who always come at me and my Kirk Cousins takes, you, I just want you to know that this show was still this show was happening at a time where there the the previous version of you guys existed. They were telling me that Sam Bradford, oh you, you you're not giving him the credit. He's got no offensive line. He was hurt. Sam Bradford fucking stunk. Sam Bradford was the precursor to fucking Kirk Cousins.
1: He was a lot worse though, man. I mean Sam Bradford never threw for four thousand yards. He never yeah, had a the winning Sam, season.
2: The Sam Bradford was bad.
1: He never had a winning season.
2: Let's see if I can do it. Let's see if it's let's see if it still exists out there.
1: With Sam Bradford defenders. Just like Okay, in unrelated news, completely unrelated news, where you're looking this up because I had to just this is like dirty sports news, and then we're gonna get to some calls. I saw this headline; I couldn't stop
2: laughing. Charlie Ryan tweeted us in 2018.
1: Charlie Ryan
2: for for saying that Fitz was better than Sam Bradford. <laughs>
1: The internet does does exist forever. Well, here's here's the Sam Bradford of food. Subway is being sold to this private equity firm, right? Called yeah. called called Rourke Rourke Capital. And I just read this, and I had to say like I had to say this because this is so dirty sports, dude. This is gonna blow your mind. So Subway is being sold for like I don't know. Like 9.6 billion or 10 billion, whatever. So they're selling the company. And uh, here's what's going to blow your mind Subway has 37,000 franchises around the world. They're thinking they can expand 23,000. This company wants to add 23,000 more franchises. And the crazy part is they have people from around the world that, are buying this and uh the thing that i read china one guy china is, is going to try to open 4000 locations in china over the next 20 years subways subways 4000 in china
2: i couldn't be selling subway stock harder like right now like to get into the subway game at this day and age You're synonymous with yoga mat bread, pedophilia, and just general like grossness.
1: You know, everybody. You know, it's a hot political point, right, in this country, to talk U.S. versus China. If if they do build four thousand in China, China, that's a that's a big W for the United States. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like like like. Are are they that desperate for some American French four thousand?
2: Can somebody can some? I know, like China. I know that they throttle the information that goes to China. Can somebody just like get like close to the Chinese border and and like hydraulically fire um, some Jersey mics into there so that they can fucking? (laughs) Can we airdrop (laughs) some Jersey mics into China?
1: Okay, here's a crazy take. You know, again, throw talking- some
2: throw some Jersey mics over the fucking Great Wall of China.
1: What you know? They're always talking about China versus U.S. and like that's like our whatever like enemy. What if this is part of like the government's plan? Yeah, we'll infiltrate them with shitty food. We'll build four thousand locations. We'll, you know, they're make-
2: like they're like it worked for us keeping poor neighborhoods down.
1: <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, it's worked to keep everyone fat, dumb, and uneducated here. Yeah. Maybe if they start eating yoga mats with their bread, all their math scores are going to go down. And, you know, they're not going to be as smart. Maybe. I just, I saw that and I was like, and then I instantly thought of that dirtball who created, where are you, dirtball? I would love to know who it is. The dirtball who created the pro subway account and would tweet photos every time he ate a subway sandwich.
2: DS Subway or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> the DS Subway Tracker.
1: All right. Let's 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 hear from the, the dirt balls. 310-359-8365. That's the hotline. We'll start off with a call. Oh, this is an interesting one. A revisiting of the 2003 NBA draft. Oh, wait, hold on. I did it wrong. Um, and I, and I'll pull this up, by the way. But you know, this is this is the uh, LeBron draft.
4: Joe, Andy, number one, Farmer Dirtball, Jay from Minnesota. Um, so NBA Two K has their My Eras mode, where you can go back in time and like start from like 2003 or, or 90. I think it's 93 or 1980, whatever. But I usually start from 2003 because that's when I started to like the NBA. And um, I can, like, you know, one time I rebuilt the Timberwolves while it was KG. And, you know, I I acted like someone had a brain that built the roster and we won a shit pile of championships and, um, you know, try to get pieces around LeBron so he stays in Cleveland stuff like that. What one move do you think alters the NBA the most, like, do the Pistons pick Carmelo at two and then just win all, like, all of the championships during that time frame with Rasheed and Chauncey and Tijon, Prince, and Carmelo Anthony added to that mix? Maybe Carmelo's a different player. Maybe um, – I hate to stay in the Carmelo thing, but maybe Carmelo just waits to sign with the Knicks and then they
1: – Oh, shit. Sorry. I didn't know that would turn it off. Uh, I just wanted to share the screen so you could see the 2003 Well,
2: if you go back to the 2003 draft, the story forever, right, was, oh, they took Darko over Carmelo. But, like, we don't talk about enough that Dwayne Wade went five. I mean, you go Dwayne Wade to the Pistons at two.
1: Or what about Chris Bosh?
2: Yeah, Bosh. But, like, I mean... Obviously, he had, like, I guess, I guess, Bosch to the Pistons at two plus an early heart exam changes it. But, like, Dwayne Wade, when you think about that team, when you think about that Pistons team, everybody's always like, Carmelo, Carmelo, Carmelo. It's like, Dwayne Wade ended up being a far better pro than Carmelo. Far better. Sure. So that's always like that and the the drafting that people never talk about it's like oh it was Carmelo was the obvious too and they went Darko.
1: Well you know what's crazy about this draft? This draft is insane because it's so top heavy. And then it's I mean it's it's I would argue after that it's one of the worst I mean,
2: drafts. The Knicks ever. took Michael Sweetney from Georgetown at 9.
1: But that's what I'm saying. Kirk Heinrich went seven TJ Ford eight dude. None of these guys were good. Jarvis hates like Nick Colson 12. Like if you scroll down this. Here's what's crazy.
2: David you West know, is like the next guy that like did anything.
1: David West is the next guy that makes the all-star game at 18. And then you have to go down to Josh Howard at 29. And then you have to go second round Mo Williams Kyle Corver, guys that made all stars. Kyle
2: website. Corver at 51 is like the seventh
1: best player in the draft. A hundred percent. Outside of your top heavy guys, this was a terrible draft. It was bad. But you for sure, if you have weight on that. But but it is true, man. You never know. You, I mean, I know what you're saying. You never know if Mello goes to them and he's under Larry Brown. You don't think?
2: I mean, again, the thing with Carmelo Anthony, and I just had this whole, I've just been arguing Carmelo Anthony ever since I put up Most Overrated Nick, is like Carmelo Anthony had so many opportunities to adjust his style. And he never did. I mean... Imagine forcing a trade to the Knicks when your coach is Mike D'Antoni, coming in and not playing D'Antoni ball. Why did you force a trade to the Knicks, man? And I just said this the other day, and I'll say this again. This is this is for this is a side side note. I'll never understand Carmelo Anthony stands. Because I'm just like, what did you like? What did you fucking like? George Carl hated
1: him. Scoring.
2: But dude, in his Knicks career, he's like 24 and whatever. He scored 62 points in a meaningless January game against the Bobcats. He gutted the roster, ran the coach out. The coach goes on to win coach of the year somewhere else. Single-handedly ends Lynn Sanity, gets fucking butt fucked by the Heat and the Celtics in the first round, lose to the Pacers in the second round. Those are his three also those are his three playoff appearances. Fakes a fucking knee injury, which leads to a 17 game. The, the Knicks are a debacle of a franchise. Carmel Anthony was the star of the team when they had their worst record ever. You just like 62 points in meaningless fucking January games against the Bobcats? The franchise doesn't even exist
1: anymore. But again, I, I think that's that's the especially the casual NBA fan is they get hung up on the scoring.
2: Dwayne Wade infinitely better than
1: Carl I White. mean are are you following the the thing that happened with Steph Curry and, and Gilbert Arenas on his podcast and Magic Johnson? No. So, Steph Curry was asked on Gilbert Arenas' podcast if he's the best point guard of all time. And Steph said, Yeah. And I have no problem with him saying, Yeah. And then Jordan weighed in and was like, Dude, it's Magic Johnson. Jordan? Yeah. Jordan. Michael Jordan. He weighed in on it. I think he texted Stephen A when they were talking about it. It's just so funny. Like, texted Stephen A. Smith. So, apparently, Stephen A. and Jordan are cool, which it's a whole other discussion. But, like, I like your pants. Baggy jeans.
2: I like the one is dark blue, and the other leg is light blue. <laughs> You're really going for something there. So I like the pre-distressed look. I like that you pair it with a fancy sweater vest, as if to say the top of me is going to a country club, and the bottom of me. it's been living in a tent.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So this turned into a whole discussion, right? The best point guard of all time. And I think, well, one pure point guard, it's magic Johnson. Like, 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 especially versus Steph, right? Like I can't vouch for Oscar Robertson because It was way before my time, but and even magic was mostly before my time. But you see my point? Like, that turned into a whole discussion, and it's like, guys, like, Steph's been awesome, and Steph's changed the way the game's been played. No doubt about it. So did Magic Johnson. And also, they they won a title the minute, the minute Magic got there. Yeah. You know.
2: Magic so, has, Magic played, I mean, truly, that, 12 years.
1: And he has how many MVPs? Three?
2: 3 league MVPs 3 finals MVPs so he's got more league MVPs more finals MVPs more rings and he played 12 years
1: 12 years more sex partners more HIV I mean let's just let's just end that conversation right there
2: you, you know, the the Steph Curry championship thing, well, it'll always be clouded by Kevin Durant being there, you know? Steph won a title and a championship. Sorry, he won a... No, he, he won just a championship and not a finals MVP. Two Two league MVPs one championship no finals mvp in the pre durant era in the post durant era he has just the one championship no mvp MB- no personal accolades and he has the fi- one no, final he, yeah, finals, like the finals mvp, finals MVP. In, that, in that one magic played with kareem magic played with James worthy magic was you know joined a great team no doubt about that but he had his three league mvps
1: Yeah, for sure. I just I don't think make- I mean
2: he clears you in league MVPs, he clears you in finals MVPs, he clears you in championships. And he has a shortened career. His his longevity stats are never gonna be there.
0: Ooh, ooh, ooh.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Play more city over that shortened career. Ooh, ooh. Hey, uh, Bill Clinton, can you, can you come out and play the saxophone while Magic reveals he has HIV? <laughs> okay, so we have a call about, we talked about Isla earlier. So we have a call about how I'm going to handle some things. This is kind of funny.
0: McKay Parker, uh, Houston, Texas. Uh, This question is for Andy Ruther. What are you going to tell your daughter uh, the first thing or one of the first uh, embarrassing things that you uh, did? Um, Went to an insane clown posse concert or got uh, too high with Trevor and Joe at the Dodgers game on 420? Um, Condoms are for this Texas Heat. Uh, Hopefully it's fall soon.
2: And uh,
1: stay dirty. Bye. Those are, like, not even on my list of embarrassing, dude.
2: Yeah. But Yeah, when he was coming up, I was like, what do you think's the first thing that you'll be embarrassed for Isla to find out about?
1: I, I don't think... I don't know if I'll be embarrassed, seriously. About anything? Dude, this is stupid. You know, this just young and dumb. Like, well, well first of all, like...
2: So if I comes home, if I was nine and she comes home from school one day and she's like, dad, that's young. Timmy's father says he used to listen to your podcast and that you shit in a dryer. What is that? <laughs> is that- why, would, why would you do that? It's not
1: going to happen. I'm just saying, what if you. I was going to say I was an idiot. I was dumb. Well, she was not. Yeah, I mean, that's like a tough. That Because that's like a fourth grader, third grader. I'd be like. Yeah, what does I it was, mean
2: for you to shit in a dryer? I thought it was funny. What's funny about that? You ruined somebody's clothes, Dad.
1: Well, sometimes in life you make regrettable decisions, especially. You know how Daddy never drinks beer when he's around his buddies? Yeah. That's why.
2: Daddy, Have you ever shit in our dryer, Dad? <laughs>
1: Oh, that's a that's a nice little deep dive on the, the two high 420 game. Um I had to be walked home. Was that EJ? Was it EJ? I think EJ was there. Can we do an update on Trevor and EJ? Where are they now?
2: Yeah, I want to do a whole did you talk about the Urban Meyer documentary? I want a whole dirty sports <laughs> interns documentary. <laughs> Meanwhile, Twerks is the only one who will sit for an interview.
1: (laughs) A hundred percent. Oh my God. Are we missing anybody? Shibelli, Twerks.
2: It went Shibelli, Trevor, EJ Twerks, right? This is only four.
1: That's hilarious. Trevor Forgot to hit the record button. <laughs> the giant thing where it's flashing red or it's red.
2: EJ lives in Texas again, I believe. He does. He's married. Kid, he was, al- he was already married though. Oh, that's right. He was married like hella young. Kid, does he have a kid? I have a kid. Twerks is uh, uh, like I think about to work for the uh, uh, Olympic Committee.
4: Oh, yeah. He
2: was in, to, moving he was in, to Long Beach. He was interning uh, when
1: he was in law school. For the-
2: Trevor is the only person that still works at ESPN. <laughs> <laughs> Trevor outlasted Susie Colbert at ESPN. <laughs> oh, man.
1: <laughs> I know what you're doing. I know. I know what you're doing. Uh, no comment. No comment.
2: I'm just gonna mask up for the rest of this.
1: <laughs> no comment. No comment. The where are they now? That's funny. I want to know where's the couch now Does does somebody do any dirt ball still have pieces of the green couch.
2: All right. Some, some dirt ball must, right? Some dirt balls gotta.
1: 310-359-8365. That's the hotline. Give us a ring. Any questions? It's all on the table guys. You know how it works. So, uh, (laughs) Anything. I don't care. Sports, non-sports. You need. You need life advice. Whatever. You guys want to debate Sam Bradford? I can't believe. I can't believe Charlie Ryan was defending him in 2018. I mean, he was. He was
2: only defending him uh, in relationship to Ryan true. Fitzpatrick, but also that's not true because I. I. I mean, I remember Charlie Ryan basically being like, "You're too hard on the guy." I'm like fucking bad it's terrible
1: better quarterback sam bradford crazy eye sam bradford <laughs> you know i was laughing the other day you were talking you were talking about what were you talking about a dirt ball just giving you like who who smuggled in some miller light
2: Smuggled miller lights
1: in the schmiggities which i was like dude that okay that's pretty funny and wild it's not as wild as when i met crazy eye sam bradford he hands like i just meet the guy in, like, handshake hands me an unwrapped, just like edible, just like, Hey, man, here's you. Here's this, eat it. And you're just like, Bro, I don't know if there's fentanyl on this. <laughs> like, 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 like what is this?
2: By the way, can I, can I just, this is just for all my edible loving dirtballs out there. This is, uh, I, I'm not, I'm not telling you should do this, but I'm telling, I just think everybody should know. So I was in Colorado and one of, I won't name, I won't name who gave it to me, but, um, somebody gave me like a fucking shit ton of edibles when I mean, like, I mean, a bag, like, like, I mean 300 edibles in a, in a Ziploc bag. Wow. I just put them in my backpack and brought them on the plane. Just no one, no one even blinked. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I've been trying- I mean, you know, I've, I've had, I've had fucking mushroom microdose caps and edibles in my fucking dob kit forever but i mean i, I like i went through with like a fucking a full of edible they didn't not even a, they didn't even give a second look
1: that doesn't surprise me by the way it's on the ballot here in november let's fucking go i think it'll pass great yeah i i assume it will but i think at this point the whole country is like what are we doing yeah <laughs> what you got going on man where can they see you
2: uh in and around los angeles for the next uh few weeks i'll be here for pretty much all of september i believe i believe i'm here all of september got some shows in and around la san diego huntington beach Big Bear, lots of lots of California and uh, Los Angeles and the surrounding areas shows. Uh, we will be back in Vegas, this time at Brad Garrett's Comedy Club, which is inside the MGM Signature. That's the last week of October into the first week of November. I'll be there uh, Halloween week into Giants at Raiders, November 5th. We've got uh, Alaska in November and then, of course, the thousandth Dirty Sports episode in New Orleans, followed by two comedy shows at House of Comedy New Orleans in mid-December. Next couple months, bunch of little road gigs. Um, we'll, I'll, I'll be promoting them more as uh, as they get closer. But guys, like, you know, listen, if you're in Alaska, obviously come to the show. If you're in Vegas, come to the show. But if you're in... Ohio or Kansas or Texas or Colorado or North Carolina or Florida. It's coming to new Orleans. It's a no brainer. 1000 episodes of this nonsense. Stand up super cool little club. And I'm going to say this and I, do, and this is not like a, you know, I love uh, comics love to do like tickets are going fast. If, if co- comics, you know, like, your last chance. Guys, this is not your last chance to buy tickets. This isn't your last chance. But just FYI, and this is really probably more so for the people who want to see the live podcast. I think I think they sell 75 tickets. Like, I think seated room in the show is like Small 75. Room. Yeah, Small. Small. So fun. One of the best little fun clubs I've ever done. But I believe it's 75 tickets, so... If you're going to come do the podcast and a show, limited time offer. um, I believe we're going to do it until about two months out from the show. I think we're going to go mid September. Podcast and a show, thirty dollars, two tickets, for thirty bucks. Get them soon. Don't wait. Don't hesitate.
1: And that link is always in the description of our show. So go check that out. All right, guys, that's our show. Thanks for sticking with us. We'll be back on Monday. Have a great weekend. And as always, stay dirty.